Welcome to Couch to Coach, a weekly podcast with me, Rob, an aspiring runner whose favourite place is being comfy on the couch. And me, Ben, a UK Athletics accredited running coach. Follow us as we try to turn Rob from couch to coached. And we are live. We are live, and this, I'm looking forward to this. Mm, it's going to be a good one. We've got some real, we've had, I'm not, no disrespect to the other guests, because all the guests have been amazing. So we've had Barefoot Blade, we've had Adam Burgess, we've had Kurt from Mini Athletics, we've had Richard Bagnall from my work, about talking about well-being. We've had lots and lots of really good guests, but Helen Rivar a couple of weeks ago, excellent guest. Even dedicated the Strava leaderboard to her, so she she must have been good, uh, and she's inspired us, which we'll come on to in a bit to keep doing our streak. But today we've got another really good guest. We've got Eddie Dyer from High Rocks, the general manager of High Rocks UK, the UK general manager mm. of High Rocks, proper, a, mass- a massive, massive sporting event that I think actually in the last and we'll hear it from Eddie but in the last three or four years has in, increased in popularity mm. it's taken a lot of runners away from running specific sport into mm. the High Rocks arena literally and I think it's going to keep growing from strength to strength so this is as someone that's done High Rocks this is a really interesting interview it's going to be a really good interview so shall we play the interview? Instead, yeah. shall, shall we talk about the interview? Shall we do the interview or shall we talk about our running? No, straight into the interview. Okay, so let's listen to the interview first. So we have got Eddie Dyer from High Rocks UK. So we're here with Eddie, Eddie Dyer from High Rocks. Hello, Eddie. Hello. Thanks for having Hello. me. So we start the with every guest, we start the same. So um, just introduce yourself to us, Eddie. Uh, so I'm Eddie Dyer. I am the general manager for High Rocks in the UK. Okay. First question, any relation to Eric Dyer? <laughs> Interesting question. Um, good good question. Yes, Eric Dyer is my brother. Really? So, uh, yes. Oh, you shouldn't have said that. He's going to oh, be asking no. him to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> this, gonna be, this is now going to be a, a Spurs interview or something. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Not, no. to, be fair, to be fair, I didn't even know any. I just, that was a genuine, like, yeah, it's not going to be related to him. Oh, well, there you go then. So Eric Dyer is your brother. We'll yep. move on from that. You um, can see Rob's a massive Man City fan. Uh, <laughs> I am a Man City fan. Very awkward. Very awkward starts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We'll, we'll move on from that. So talk to us about High Rocks. What is High Rocks? Full disclosure, I've uh, never done it before in the past. Know a little bit about it. Um, and I know how popular it's getting. I know it started quite popular, but it's getting a lot more popular. But what is High Rocks? Um, good question. Good start. Um, so High Rocks is a, a fitness race, uh, which consists of eight kilometers of running and eight functional workouts. Um, so we take over huge indoor arenas uh, in, in the UK. It's been the XL, Olympia in London, uh, but we've also been to Birmingham, Manchester. We've got our Glasgow event next week. Um, Dublin in, in Ireland as well. So um, so we've got quite a good, I guess, good coverage now across the UK and Ireland, and we're growing a lot um, internationally. Uh, but the, the kind of, um, I guess, the principle behind High Rocks is uh, that it's a fitness race, which is very accessible. 
to uh, to people of all sorts, all, all different fitness backgrounds and um, and abilities. Um, and we're seeing that more and more as we grow. That you know, we have everyone from your everyday, or, you know, two or three day a week gym goer, all the way to you know super fit athletes um, taking part. Um, and it's a consistent race format across the world. So everywhere we go, it's the same uh, eight kilometers of running and eight functional workouts. Um, and maybe even though it's a bit of a mouthful, I, I'll give the, I'll give the spiel of the workout. So it's, okay. it's, it's a one K run yeah. into one kilometer on the ski erg, um, into a one K run again. Um, and then you've got sled push, uh, one K run, then you've got sled pull, then you've got one K run and then you've got, ro- uh, sorry, burpee broad jumps, um, one K run, then you've got, uh, rowing, uh, one K run. And then you've got, uh, I'm going to, uh, farmer's carry, farmer's carry, 1K run, and then lunges, uh, 1K run, and then and then you finish off with wall balls. Um, so those are those are the eight workouts. And, and really important, uh, an important feature is that all of those workouts are broadly accessible and they're simple functional movements, um, which is a real, I guess, differentiator between us and, you know, we get compared or, or uh, kind of, com- uh, I guess, compared to CrossFit a fair bit. Um, but a key a key difference between us and CrossFit is that all of our movements are, are very um, are simple functional movements, not complex lifts. Um, and uh, to be honest, like, you know, we we within Hyrox, we're fans of CrossFit, but we just see ourselves as, you know, uh, sitting in a different space. So we get a lot of the CrossFit community over, um, but also a lot of people from different backgrounds, you know, people who are just gym goers or people who are, um who are coming from you know the you know triathlon space runners you know so uh, we're we're drawing in on all these communities but we see ourselves as kind of sitting in a in a unique space um and another kind of i guess you know fundamental kind of uh uh feature of high rocks is that we see we see ourselves as um as a goal for uh, a goal for fitness similar yeah. to you know if you were to you know to play football for example you would go training you know and then you would have a, a game to prepare for or if yeah. you if you're playing golf you might go to the driving range and then and then you would go to go to the you know go to the golf course in order to actually actually play and, and compete yeah. um so we see Hyrox as a gamification uh, in a, in a way of fitness. Um, so just like uh, you you can liken you know going to the gym as going to the driving range in golf, um, and yeah. you can liken uh, you know competing at Hyrox to to going to the golf course and and yeah. and competing in golf uh, if yeah. you want to make the comparison with golf. So this is where you, we're seeing now. Well, I've I've done Hyrox, Rob hasn't done high rocks but i'm sure he'll he'll be tempted he'll be he'll be doing it by the end of the year really put it that way (laughs) i think what was surprised me quite a lot and i'm glad you started with that point is like a lot of the gyms now um are starting i think to get hold of high rocks as an event as a sport and in their spaces are developing their spaces to allow people to train for high rock competition like i'm a member of or was a member of nuffield health um Prior to sort of probably about 18 months ago, they didn't have much in the way of functional fitness. They had a, a track with sled push, sled pull. They're now developing special spaces where they've got wall ball platforms. They've got more ski ergs. They've got more rowing machines because they know that people are now starting to train for this competition. Exactly. The thing that I'm interested in as well is like the High Rocks affiliated gyms popping up over the country. Have you seen an increase of those? Yes, a lot more, a lot more partner gyms. So now we've got, um, 
I would say probably around 450 partner gyms now across, wow. across the, the country. Um, so, uh, so yeah, like, I guess, um, these, are and these gyms are fundamentally, you know, super important to, to what we do because, you know, whilst we, we put a lot of time and effort into, you know, into running these big events, which are the, which are the goal for people at the, you know, in their, in their journey, this is the goal that they, they strive towards. Um, the gyms that, that we partner with, um, you know, what we try and do is give them the tools and the resources that they need in order to effectively build the high rocks into their, into their, their communities, you know, their own communities. Um, and I, you know, I, I've, I've seen it a lot in the gyms that I've, that I've been to, um, you know, you're seeing, you're, you're seeing or hearing a lot of people talking about high rocks in gyms, I think now, uh, which is really cool to see. And those gyms are, uh, trying, trying their best to prepare people for high rocks as best as possible. So, and how it's old is happening. How old is IROX? How how long has it been around? Yeah, so it's been around since uh, 2017 was our first okay. event in Germany. So we we kind of I guess our, our home the high, the home of Hyrox is is Germany is Hamburg in Germany. So um, uh, that was our first event. But if you consider, I mean the the growth has actually been I mean it's been incredible. Um, if you especially if you consider the two you know, two years, I guess, of COVID where, we, where obviously as an events company, we were, um, we were obviously uh, kind of affected quite severely by that um, and without the ability to, to run events for a long period of time. Um, but in spite of that, I mean, in a, in a relatively short period of time, we've grown a lot internationally, but also within each market. You know, um, I think Ben was mentioning earlier in terms of, you know, the first, the first events and, how, you know, how they were much smaller, you know, another, another, they've, they've grown, they've grown a lot. Um, you know, I think the first event I went to was um, as a spectator. Um, so, world record holder Hunter McIntyre, I think he's still world record yeah. holder, right? He um, is. Yes. I spent a lot of COVID lockdown watching Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken School Challenge, oh, on okay. <laughs> whatever obstacle course racing um, that was. Came across Hunter McIntyre, and the next thing you know, you're on his Instagram page and you're seeing that he's gone into the world of high rocks and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, I spent a lot of COVID. Um, watching that, seeing Hunter McIntyre on socials, and then thought to myself, Do you know what? High Rock looks great. So, me and my wife actually went and spectated in Birmingham. Um, and it, I think you only had in that event I went to, um, like one of the exhibition halls where you're now spread across two or three, maybe. Yes. Um, so it's doubled in size in terms of the actual event space. But I was saying to you before we came on, like the pros, they were competing at sort of half four, five o'clock. And I know people now that are doing pro events because it's that accessible and are not competing until 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night, which is a challenge for the competitors, but it just shows how big it's got, right? Yeah. Do you think it's going to outgrow indoor exhibition centers? Are we talking stadiums at some point? Oh, good question. Well, in a way, um, actually, the exhibition centers can be bigger than stadiums, you know, so yeah. like if you talk about like spectator stadiums with like, you know, we, uh, you know, full disclosure, we, we you know, we have um, considered stadiums uh, and, and consider continue to maybe consider some. Um, but uh, but actually, in terms of like the, the square footage, you know, if you think about like the pitch, you know, that most most stadiums uh, kind of have in yeah. the middle, that square footage actually isn't as big as, you know, some of the square footage that we're taking up in, in different venues. Um, you know, it's, it's a significant amount of space, which is actually much bigger than like a, 
a football pitch or a rugby pitch yeah, yeah. or whatever. So, um, but, but yeah, I, I wouldn't, uh, and we've done it. It's something we've done in, in other markets in the past. Um, so I definitely wouldn't rule out um, stadiums as well, potentially in, in the, in the UK. How did you come to decide? Obviously, you've got the one kilometre runs, but how did you come to decide? Well, I don't know if you were involved in the decision, but obviously we're made in Germany. But how did they come to decide the, the the workouts in between the runs? Is that something? Is there a logic behind that, or is it just something that you, that would work well? So the the nine runs. Um... Oh, sorry. The, sorry, the eight. What the eight workouts um, yeah. in between each run. Um, I guess uh, a key feature of those of those workouts was was the um, uh, that they're all simple functional movements. Yeah. Um, uh, the the fact that they're simple functional movements, and uh, also the fact that uh, we've had to consider the judging element quite a bit in 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 the selection of the exercises. So if you notice that. Um, I guess uh, you know uh, Ben, having been having been to a been to a high rocks, you'll 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 have seen um, uh, the Warbles is our last workout station, and that's the only workout where you need um, a judge per athlete. Um, in every other workout station, you know, like rowing, for example, you don't need a judge per athlete. Um, but every every other workout station, you don't need a judge per athlete. But the Warbles, you do, um, and so uh, I think. I think uh, you know we've made that concession for the Wolves because we thought that was yeah. that was a a, a a good way for people to finish finish the high ropes race. Um, All eyes on the Wolves, right? Spectators, the the stadiums now, the stands that you put in, people are gathering at the Wolves, and you do need that judging element, right? Because exactly. you have got people being very eagle-eyed, should we say, on the wall exactly. part? Exactly, and and in other stations as well. Yeah, people are people are starting to pick up on the on the movement standards and stuff, which is which is also great. I mean it's kind of self-policing in a way because people are understanding more and more how you're meant to do the movements. But, um, but the judging component, um, you know, to your question, question, Rob, like the judging component is also an important um, yeah. uh, aspect, which was considered in, in, in selecting the workouts. Um, but also, I mean, if you look at the workouts, there's also a good combination of the more endurance workouts, but also more strength related ones um, as well. It's um Mostly lower body. I, I would say it's you know don't people high rocks don't skip leg day, uh, <laughs> and, uh, so uh, it's mostly lower body. Uh, but um, but you have a bit of combination of the strength with like things like farmers carry. Um, I guess lunges is you know from a, again from a leg perspective quite quite um, uh, quite strength based. Um, then you have more endurance based like you know ski erg or rowing or, or or sled push. I would say is uh, definitely a strength. <laughs> definitely requires some strength as well. So. Um, I mean, let's not sugarcoat it, Rob. When you do this High Rocks event, you aren't going to be walking for three or four days. <laughs> I'm, I'm not walking now, even thinking about it, to be fair. I'm just thinking to myself, eight kilometers of running, plus also the workouts in between, finishing on wall balls is like... Yeah, I, I can remember doing a bit of working out when before before we went into running, I did a bit of fitness. Into working out? Yeah, a little bit, not much, as you can see. But I used to, and, and I can remember going to like, circuit sessions and stuff like that and it's just it just kills you don't it because you're not using the muscles as, as as you would ordinarily do with running i suppose so you're using different sets of muscles although it's all lower body you're still using different parts of that muscle yeah. to actually perform the actual task yeah. as well so yeah. and, and i've got a question I, I this is a question i want to know as well but somebody messaged in from the instagram asking this so space space buns and smiles so thank you for the message for the for the mm -hmm. question so she says I'm, I'm i'm intrigued by high rocks but it all feels a little bit young and cool how do you even start 
So I suppose it's a, it's a good question. Is it for youngsters? Uh, and but but then uh, I've spoken to Ben and somebody who's over over the age of fifty. I'm not saying that's old, but over the age <laughs> of fifty is is getting into high rocks as well. But how do you start? What is the best way to get into doing high rocks? Hmm. Uh, well, I guess two questions there. So first of all, it's not just definitely not just for uh, for young people. Actually, our average age, I think, is. I think it's 35 or 36. Oh, um, there so, you go. I'm 35, so bang on. Super, not for super young or, you know, I, I guess that's pretty medium medium age in a way. Yeah. Um, uh, and then in terms of how do you start, uh, to be honest, um, you know, you can start training for high rocks uh, in very simple ways. I mean, if, if, you're, if, you're, not, if you're not very accustomed to running, uh, you know, maybe, maybe try, and, try and get a few 5K, 5K runs in or, or start, start doing some more. 5k you know 10k runs or building up to that um uh, and then and then obviously a key a, a key part of high rocks is that you're you're going into your runs and you're fatigued you know yeah. so you're going into your runs fatigued which is what you know a, a part a, a kind of um, a unique part of high rocks which you know people need to kind of adapt and, and get training in order to improve in um but uh but yeah so what you could do i mean in and also you know we have as we as we mentioned we have partner gyms which are doing a great job at preparing people but also as simple as going for a run um, in, in the park and stopping every, every five minutes and doing, you know, 20, 10 or 20 burpees, mm. um, and then repeating that, you know, a few times. That's great. That's great. High rocks training. Um, I actually really like, uh, there's a simple workout, which is, um, you, you kind of on, along those lines where you're running, you know, let's say you run for four minutes or a pre, a predefined distance, and then you'll stop and you'll do, um, 10 squats. Uh, or, or t- 10, 10, 10 or 15 squats, however many you want to do really. Um, but you, you could do four minute run, you could do 10 squats, then you could do a four minute run, then you could do uh, uh, 20 lunges, and then you could do a four minute run and then, uh, you know, 20, 20 burpees or 15 burpees or something. And if, you know, if you can do that, that's 3K plus, you know, however many, um, you know, however many burpees, lunges and squats they are. Uh, but this is, all, that's the body weight, you know, workout, which is very, very simple. Um, but that will start to give you the feeling. So I think that in answer to your question, you know, running is obviously a very important part of high rocks. So if you, if you, if you don't run very much, then it would be a good idea to, to start, you know, ramping up your running and then also introducing some of those movements in between, in between the runs. Now, once you get more down the line and you start to, you know, really um, get into it, then, then there's all sorts of different things that you can do to optimize it. And, you know, I'm, I'm probably not even the best person to speak about, about that. Really. We've got much more qualified people on the training side uh, to speak about that, but um but yeah, then then people, but and that's really interesting. Actually, I, I find um, that you know, the, there's we have a lot of people now who are really getting into the details of how they can trim off, you know, one or two minutes off their off their time, um, and trying to find trying to find the gaps. Um, but uh, but yeah, those are some simple ways in which you could get get started. When I was training for it, me and my wife were training at the same time. We'd we found really useful was the Hyrox website has the workout like training plans that you can pick up. Yeah. Um, obviously they're not specific to the individual, but it's a good start. And you mentioned a lot of like compromise running. So doing yeah. your, doing your runs with wall balls or doing your runs with squats, air squats, even just doing uh, step ups, doing lunges, burpee, broad jumps, that type of thing. 
I've never I've never felt so bad after some of those workouts. But <laughs> you're not this is the good thing. You, you you can't get away from the fact that you have to do it. But I I personally feel from looking at some of the competitors that you see at the events, they're all very, very fit. But it's actually the people with a stronger running background I felt that seemed to do a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we're seeing we're seeing that more and more. I think you're seeing uh, more kind of, I guess, uh, leaner, you know, leaner yeah, people yeah. at the top of the sport. If you think about like Hunter McIntyre, I think you mentioned earlier, like uh, Hunter McIntyre, he is um, a bit of a, I would say in a way, a bit of an anomaly because he is quite, you know, built, he's quite big, but he has an amazing ability to be big, but also run incredibly fast, uh, you know, over a long yeah. period of time, which most of the time, those two things don't really match, but he, he carries a lot of strength and a lot of muscle, but he can also run, you know, incredibly well. But, uh, but I think a lot, of, if you look at uh, as a more general rule, I think what you're referring to is, is correct uh, and i think you're starting to see you know maybe slightly smaller or, or leaner uh people or less muscly people um excelling and more running like what you mentioned more running back more people with the running background in terms of high rocks so let's move on to sort of what's next for high rocks i guess because there's always a next to drive a business on and make it more enjoyable competitive for people obviously you've got your pro division but you know anybody could pick up and join the pro division you don't have to be a pro is yeah. there obviously you have your uh i think you were when i was if, taking a real interest you had like your elite 12 so you'd, you'd yeah. get your elite events is there a fall or do you think you'll ever get to the point where you will have people that because of prize money do you think you'll ever have the professional high rocks will ever be a professional sport in that sense do you know what i mean where i'm coming from like with with running you've got like your elite runners that are professionals um yeah. obviously athletics and running generally is very underfunded yeah you've got like your professional sports high rocks for me is like a functional fitness competition that anybody can take up but do you think there will be a professional element to it at some point is that the aim yeah yeah well i think there's um there's already a professional element. I think the professional element will will grow. I mean, if you you referred to the Elite 12, which we did um, a few years ago, a few years ago, I think yeah. that was during, during lockdown that we did that. Um, yeah. So uh, now it's it's actually called the Elite 15, um, and uh, and we have highlight events or or majors, which we call them, um, throughout the season. We have four majors. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, I've got to check myself a little bit because I'm not always the, the most uh, uh, kind of well attuned with the latest in, in our elite our elite side of things. But there's but there's significant prize money, uh, you know, for for the, for the guys at the top of our sport. There's significant prize money. We're developing a live stream uh, product, which is becoming more and more professional. Um, I think to give you an idea, I think Hunter McIntyre, you know, and and Lauren Weeks, who won who won last year's World Championships, I think they both took home each. Uh, twenty thousand US dollars. Um, yeah. So, um, so there is there is a professional element, um, you know, and there there are these these elite fifteen races, and there'll be there'll be um, uh, there'll also be this at the the World Championships um, in Nice coming up um, in uh, in June. Um, so, so, so in answer to your question, there there is an elite, um, uh, or there or there is a professional side to the sport, uh, which we're working to develop, and it's obviously important, right, in any sport to have uh i you know idols or people at the top of the sport who are inspiring people you know but i also think you know that's important but i also think equally important is that we tell a lot of stories of 
you know, amazing stories of people who, you know, never thought that they could have done high rocks or, you know, people who, uh, you know, who aren't, who aren't necessarily, you know, super fit or have that fitness background, or maybe they have, you know, we have an amazing athlete called uh, Tyler Saunders, who's, um, who, uh, who competes and he's, and he's physically impaired, you know, uh, he lost, he lost uh, one of his legs. Um, and he, I think and he I saw him at London or Birmingham. Absolutely yeah. incredible. Incredible. Like, absolutely yeah. incredible. Exactly. So there's like, I would say telling the elite story is very important. And that's definitely something that we're doing more and more with the majors and with the world championships. Um, and we're, and we're encouraging them, to, you know, encouraging that top of the sport with the prize money as well. But I think it's also very important to tell the story of, of, of the everybody's, you know, and, and that's, that's also really important. And we see there, and there are so many of those stories, which is so cool to see. Um, Remember the name Rob Silito. In a couple of years' time, I will be. <laughs> I won't be elite, but I'll be an every everyday person <laughs> doing high rocks. I expect, it. I, expect it. I expect it, and I expect it in in uh, sooner than in the next couple of years. Okay, you, okay. You've, no you've got a problem though if Rob joins uh, a high rocks event because this guy is very deceiving. He's nearly he's nearly eight foot tall, <laughs> so you might have to put your wall ball targets a little bit higher. I'm not eight foot tall. So I'm nearly six foot six. I don't see that. Oh, six foot six. No way. I don't see that on uh, on Zoom. <laughs> no, I'm I am I'm six foot six. So uh, six foot. But I, I'm I'm heavier. So that's the problem with me running. I think like yeah. you were talking about being heavier. Man is a muscle. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I'm heavier as well. So running is it is a challenge for me. I, yeah. I get described as Tyson Fury when I run because I run like Tyson Fury because he's a heavy okay. set lad. Yeah, and I'm yeah. very similar. But I, I am yeah. interested. I must admit, I'd say, I, I've never even thought about high rocks. I've heard people talking about. It. So my cousin from Ireland, she's into high rock. So Charlotte, if yeah. you're listening, shout out to Charlotte. Uh, yeah. And she's really into it. And she absolutely loves it. She goes to the gym and she goes to the events and things like that. And it has yeah. never really interested me, but she always tries to persuade me to try and do some training. And I'm, well, I'm not sure. Yeah. But yeah. actually yeah. thinking about it, I, I, am th- I am definitely thinking about it. I, I suppose the question for me is, the workouts that you've got, are they set forever? Or will they change, you think? Or will they always be eight kilometers and then your lunges eight kilometers and then you, and you war ball? Or is it, does it change or is it ever changed or has it always been the same? Um, a very, a very common question, a very common question. Um, but uh, we, we believe um, that the consistency in, in the High Rocks race is actually, you know, uh, an important thing because, uh, you know, it, it gives you a benchmark um, yeah. to work towards. It also people are starting to understand, you know, what an impressive time is. I guess Ben, you might you might have an understanding based on your times what a very impressive time is. So you know, you it's like a marathon, right? Like in a marathon, I think a lot of people are you know shooting for sub sub four hours or whatever, and that's yeah. kind of almost like a, quite a well known thing. And I think in high rocks, we're developing that more and more. You start to understand what a sub hour athlete is you start to understand what a what a an hour 15 athlete is um but also i would say more importantly the fact that it's consistent means that you can compare your time from last time you know and 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 kind of see see how you're doing the, the next time and when uh, you can work on something that maybe you didn't do well on last time you can do a bit more practice on that or you could get yourself exactly. a bit fitter on that so exactly. i suppose the consistency when we talk about consistency a lot on the podcast keeping yourselves consistent to get to a point of where you need to be with running so i suppose consistently doing the same thing will get you better and it will uh, you get a little niches a little thing so i know how to transition from one thing to the other and 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 so i suppose it's yeah it's a really important factor isn't it yeah 
But also think about, I mean, if you think about a lot of athletic sports, um, you know, if you think about the Olympics or whatever, I mean, a hundred meter sprint is one example, right? People train their whole life, you know, for a hundred meter sprint, which is yeah. just you know, 10 seconds, you run straight, you know, and that's got, I mean, Hyrox has got infinitely more, um, more variations and uh, things that, than that, I would say. But, um, but, you know, it's uh, the consistency for me is, is, uh, is not is not a problem i would say it's an attribute having said that um we do we have done some um some interesting things where we've done high rocks in in different environments um so in we did an event in miami where we did it uh and i have to say it was it was a relatively uh, slow times because we we had people it was on south beach and we had people running uh on the sand oh wow <laughs> i don't think the sand was too, too thick like thankfully um uh on the sand and kind of you know uh, and, and a slight outdoor component as well so um uh so yeah and we're looking to do you know we've, we've got a few exciting concepts on on racetracks and things like that so um so uh, you know i i think i think doing high rocks in in different ways um or, or the same race, but in different formats is also interesting. The other thing I would say is that in your training, you can do lots of different variations and, uh, and effectively train for it. I actually, uh, at a partner gym uh, last weekend, I did a reverse high rocks where they did all those stations, but the other way around. So yeah. people will play around with it, you know, in lots of different ways, but for us, you know, we're, we're kind of, um, state, we, we believe in the consistency, um, uh, and, and yeah, that's, that's what we're sticking with. So it's that. like what they say to the, to the elite footballers, can you do it on a rainy day in Stoke-on-Trent? Maybe you should try high rocks in, on a rainy day in Stoke-on-Trent around the track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Those are for the real, the real. The yeah. Real you can do it in Miami, but can you do it in Stoke? Yeah. <laughs> that's what we should try. There we go. I don't think many people should venture to Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be careful saying that because there's a lot of listeners there. I'll take it back. I'll take it back. <laughs> Birmingham's not much better anyway but it does come to Birmingham still to come on this episode of the couch to coach running podcast yeah okay we'll do that well that's what we'll do, we'll do he's tied in he's tied in this is what he does to me he just ties things in in the podcast because if I say yes I'm, I'm a guy that can never say no so if I say yes on the podcast it's tied in yeah. Yeah. Not, we've got him recorded mate he's done he's in, um, <laughs> in. this episode is brought to you by Protein Rebel have you ever suffered with digestion issues during a running event? You're not alone. Research shows that 27% of marathoners and 70% of ultra runners report issues with digestion. The reasons for these gastrointestinal issues are often the complex chemical formulations used in many sports nutrition products. They lead to bloating, cramps, and sometimes the need to run to the toilet. Not what any runner needs. Definitely not. So how can you get over this when the big brands use artificial ingredients? So Protein Rebel has decided to do things differently as their products are 100% natural. They only use short, minimal, natural ingredient lists that reduce the chance of GI issues, so gastrointestinal issues, support your running naturally. Products include Maple Ignite energy gels containing just maple syrup and sea salt, Run Easy Marine Collagen for strengthening joints and ligaments, and replace vegan protein powders. If you are interested in buying any of these products, we have got a special, yes, a special code for you to use. If you go onto their website and it's 
CTC15 and you will get yourself 15% off. Eddie, I want to ask you a question. I'm going to apologise before I ask it. It might be a bit of a prickly question. It's not about your brother. Don't worry. It's not about football. (laughs) What's being done or is there anything being done to protect the sport? Because we've talked about how much prize money is on talk. We've talked about how potentially people can go to elite levels. We've talked about uh, the competition looking to develop and people pushing their times. In any sport, sadly, there are people that take performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah. Is there anything that needs to be done in terms of high rocks and, and protecting the sport? Because I think that's important in any area of sport. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And that's um, that's been something that we've been considering for a while. And actually, it's funny you should say that because we've just recently um, incorporated uh, new rules uh, around uh, around um, uh, doping, essentially, um, in, in our rule book. So, um, so there's been new um, new rules around that incorporated. Um, I actually have to, I have to admit, I'm not sure what the exact, <laughs> the exact wording, and I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to get that wrong, but, um, yeah, we wouldn't expect that. Yeah. So it's, so it's something that we are, that we are, um, looking to, to kind of, uh, I guess, protect with the sport. Um, and, and also, especially obviously with the, with the elite side, with prize money, you know, comes and imp- it's important that people are play, you know, or, or competing, you know, on a level playing field as opposed to. Yeah. Um, you know, having having some people potentially, um, you know, taking subst- substances which um, which uh, enhance your performance. I think one of the things that I found quite impressive and quite refreshing, actually, and it is putting it on a level playing field, is that um, I don't know if it's still correct since I last did it. Like, you have to carry your own fuel, so you can take energy gels, but you have to carry them yourself. They're not allowed to be yeah. passed on by spectators. You yeah. can have your water, but you have to carry it yourself or take it from the yeah. drink station. And yeah. the judges were very hot on that when I last did it. Um, yeah. when, was your, made, when was your last race? Uh, probably oh, two years ago, maybe eighteen okay. months to two years okay. ago. Okay, um, well then you probably you'll probably see when you when you come back. I think uh, I think like like with anything, the judging standards in in, in have have improved a lot because we've yeah. well you know we've done a lot of work on that and we work with a lot of consistent judges who are, who are amazing and, and and they're amazing supporters of us um and just because the rules are becoming more and more you know uh known by everyone i think it's almost self-policing in a way because people people know you're, what's right and wrong because you know many people maybe don't don't know that you how to do a burpee in the right way in the first instance yeah. right? but then the community starts to starts to understand and this is, i think i found it very very supportive um around the community it was a very good uh all of the events i've been to are really good days like everyone's really sort of friendly the volun- the, the judges are all volunteers if i'm not mistaken yeah um, yeah so we have a combination of of head judges and and, and volunteers but uh but yeah um a lot of people it's a it's a big team uh on on these events yeah. for sure. i mean they are great events like a real good party atmosphere about it um i mean talking about the ages and stuff like that i'm one for not really liking noise anymore at 37 um <laughs> but it's a great great day I'm trying to convince Rob to do. It. I think if you gave us some free entries, Eddie, we'll get Rob down there. That's definitely a possibility. If it gets Rob, if we get Rob involved, then I'm sure then then we've got loads of free entries. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd happily do. I'd, I'd, I've got no idea what I'll be doing, uh, and <laughs> if I'm, I'm if I'm partnering with him, I know. No, 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 I'll, no, 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 no. I've done my time. <laughs> 
if I'm doing it, you're doing it. Uh, if I'm partnering with Ben, I know for a fact because he's, he's he's pacing me for the because we're doing Manchester Marathon, and I, he dropped on me last week that he's going to be pacing me for Manchester Marathon. So I'm going for a sub four thirty. I got four fifty five at my last marathon. <laughs> I know if he's pacing me, he'll be pacing me for a four hour. Uh, <laughs> so exactly the same kind of concept with High Rocks. I'll be like trying to beat the elites. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. No, well, uh, little, little and large combination. You can do all the wall balls, and I'll do. Well, we have to run at the, the pace of the slowest runner so you sorted there we'll be running at your pace I'll do the farmer's carry you can do the wall balls put it that way you're closer to the target exactly, exactly. we just we just launched our um, our Birmingham event which is actually already sold out it sold out very quickly um, but uh, but yeah I, I think we might have a, a ticket up our sleeve uh, Rob if uh, if it means that you're that you're coming along then uh, you know we could do a live episode of Couch to Coach at the well, Hard Rock. Yeah, we, we could do it. We could do, we could do that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm up for it. And like I say, I don't know how how I would do, um, but I'd, I'm up for anything. Uh, yeah. I, I, I started. I said I, I said I'd never do a marathon again, but I'm, I ended up doing a marathon. So yeah, I'm up for it. I'd, I'll uh, jump in a mixed doubles with you and carry the microphones around. We'll do a live. We'll do a live recording of a podcast going around it. the high rocks, I and we'll it. we'll stop and get some interviews with some of the judges as we're doing it. Yeah, okay, we'll do that. Well, that's what we'll do. We'll do that. <laughs> Fun. Now, if I that, could take your hand, Rob, I, I would, but I can't. He's tied it. in. He's tied in. This is what he does to me. He just ties things in in the podcast. Because if I say yes, I'm, I'm a guy that can never say no. So if I say yes on the podcast, it's tied in yeah, exactly. look, we've got him recorded mate he's done he's in um, um, <laughs> October I think it's October 26th or 27th I've got to check which day which day uh, male doubles right you guys are doing it together yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. see I'm saying yes to him now <laughs> we'll do it together we will we will do it together yeah definitely done. Done. I don't know. Right. Well, I'll, 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 I'll accept. I'll accept. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I don't want anyone to pull a sickie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll bring, I'm, I'm going to make. I'm on the phone to Tyson Fury. Yeah, you're free on the 26th of October. <laughs> you can just substitute for me. Yeah. <laughs> why I'm accepting to Rob can't bail out of it. To be fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got a question for you. I suppose. With anything, so running, uh, and Ben will vouch for this. So Ben's uh, he, he he coaches, well, he he does many athletics. So he gets kids involved in athletics. So running, throwing, jumping, uh, and part run. They do many they do many versions of part run. Is there any plans to do it for children? Because I've got kids. I've got a five year old. I've got a thirteen year old. And I've got a seventeen year old. Is the plans for kids to be like, like a fun version, a fun fun yeah. run type thing? Very good question. Very good question. Um, there are plans. Th- th- there are plans for kids. Um, and uh, stay tuned. I'll, I'll give you the hint. Stay tuned because uh, okay. we have we have some exciting plans for kids. Yeah. I realise, Eddie, what he's trying to do is he's trying to pass off his free entry onto his four-year-old right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Arthur's just gone bad, so I'm going to go wake him up and say, "By the way, October the 26th. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're signed up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, that's that's. I suppose that because it, 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 I suppose with running as well. So I'm trying to get my kids into fitness and trying to get them into not just fitness, but like to to be active more than fitness, but to be active. And I think it's really important that we encourage children, but it has to have that fun element to it. And I think what Ben does with mini athletics is is all about fun. It is all about doing things in a way that make you do things in a fun way, but also in a athletic way so yeah, yeah i think it's really important sure. if it, 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 that we try and get something like that so yeah 100 percent, 100 one thing i also think is quite interesting about about high rocks um when you look at younger younger people um or, or children um is also you know the 
the goal of schools, right, is to prepare kids for after school, right? Yeah. Um, for post post school, and you have a big drop off in uh, in team sports, right? Yeah. Post so like foot, your football or uh, cricket or whatever, or rugby, you know. And I think the reason for that is the infrastructure is not always there in post school life for for those things. You know, yeah. it might be that you struggle to get a team together. It might be that you know there's not a pitch near you. Um, uh, but it, it, as far as Hyrox is concerned, you know, obviously people train for Hyrox mostly in the gym. Um, and that's a very common place for, you know, for people to progress onto the gym is a very natural, mm-hmm. I think, a natural progression post-school. Um, but what Hyrox does is it, you know, it gives, it gives people an added motivation, you know, to get into the gym because of this goal that you have in Hyrox, right? Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot to be said for that. And that's why we're really excited to start doing more for more for the younger kids. And yeah, um, uh, yeah. but also not also not just the ones leaving school, because I also take your point in terms of, you know, making it making it fun when you're talking about younger kids, you know, eight year olds or nine year olds, um, you know, that it needs to be it needs to be fun. It needs to be engaging. So um, yeah. that's what that's what we're we're we're, we're thinking we're thinking of, um, I guess. Awesome. Stay, awesome. tuned. stay tuned. <laughs> I've got a guinea pig. AKA Arthur. If you have any, if you have any, if you have any child, he's he's more than happy to do. How, most how old is how old is Arthur? He's five, and I've got a thirteen-year-old. So okay, okay, cool. I'll sign I'm, I'll sign them up on the podcast. Let's get them. <laughs> let's get them on the High Rocks pipeline. Yeah, know, like, yeah. You're a bad dad. Hunter's, you are. Hunter's, <laughs> record, Hunter's record is under threat. It is Arthur Silito. The next, he's the next Hunter McIntyre, definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you ever see? I don't know if this, if this has been ever been asked to you. Can you ever see it branching into things like the Olympics as a sport in general? Uh, is that an ambition to, for yourselves to get? Get it to the Olympics. Uh, good question. It's it's. Uh, I think it's it's. Um, it initially, when we first uh, or, or when Hyrox was first invented, um, it it was a dream, and I think it's a dream that's probably becoming a little bit more and more uh, possible uh, because yeah. I think it's it, it's a uh, you know um, why why not why not I think that um, the way it's going uh, you know who know who knows but but yes it is it is that that's a, that that's an amazing. Uh, I think um, I think our founders would would die die happy happy men <laughs> uh, if if they uh, if if that uh, if that came to be so um, who knows but um, but yeah that that that's uh, kind of uh, I guess uh, a goal you know a, a star in the a star in the distance. So bringing it back to you, Eddie, how did you get involved in High Rocks? So I got involved in High Rocks. My sister actually worked for High Rocks out in the US, okay. uh, and uh, it happened to be that that. Uh, we were launching High Rocks at, at a time when I was just returning to the UK. I was living in Australia at that at that point in time, um, and uh, and so yeah, we were launching High Rocks in the UK. And and I've always been uh, into my my health and my fitness. And uh, and my sister said, you know, look, you should really get involved um, at that point. And uh, you know, I hopped on a call with uh, with Christian, um, one of the founders, and. Uh, had a conversation and and then when I got back I started I started working for Hyrox and and I've been on this amazing journey uh, with Hyrox in the UK which has been um, uh, you know amazing to be a part of um, so so yeah and that, and obviously now I'm a I'm a converted Hyrox athlete um, as 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 I guess I have to be <laughs> but uh, but I I genuinely really enjoy Hyrox training and so um, so yeah I'm I'm passionate about 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 it and so I'm really happy to be a part of it. 
that we always ask our guests when they come on. Uh, I knew you were gonna, I was going to ask that question. I knew you were going to ask it. Go on. <laughs> Most of the time, the people that come on the show are uh, runners, uh, you know, people mm. that are more interested in running than high rocks. And we always ask them what their times are over things like 5K, 10K, half marathon. But we've yep. got to flip it around. What's your high rocks time? <laughs> What's my high rocks time? So um, I've done high rocks in a few different formats. Okay. Uh, so I've done, well, I've done doubles. I've done singles and I've done singles pro. So I've done, I've done uh, th- in three different ways. Actually, I've done relay as well. I've done relay. I've done it in every single way that you can do it actually. Go on then. So we'll, we'll ask you, we'll ask you the first, the first guest, give us all of your high rocks times in the different formats. All if you can Hyrux remember times. all the high rocks times um, uh, in singles pro. Um, I, I did high rocks in just over an hour and four minutes. Um, in regular singles, I just did that actually very recently, just in Vienna. Um, and I did it in just under an hour and one minute. Um, and in doubles, I, I took part with my brother, not Eric, my younger brother. Um, uh, I took part with him and, uh, and we did 59, just over 59 minutes, I think, on both, on both occasions. We, we raced in, um, in Paris and in Madrid. And we did almost exactly the same time both times. And in relay, I have to say, I actually don't remember my relay time, maybe around an hour or something. So what's wow. the difference between High Rocks Pro and High Rocks Single then? Is, is there a difference? Heavier weights, basically. Okay. On okay. all the weights. October, October the 26th, if you are sending us any free tickets, which we greatly appreciate, <laughs> it's not pro Eddie. Uh, no, not no pro. definitely not. Definitely not. Well, guys, well, guys you're in luck because, um, you know, we obviously have pro doubles now. So, oh. um, you know, there you go. <laughs> you're in. You're what's, in. what's your time, Ben? Uh, the, my my oh, yeah, single my singles time, um, which wasn't pro because I'm not brave enough to do pro. I think was one, I think one seventeen or something like that. And doubles okay. I ran with my wife Rachel. We did mixed doubles twice, and we did I think one. I remember one twenty. I think something like that. I can't okay. remember. Okay. But I remember the, the story, true story. We went, we did it in Birmingham and we did it in London. And when we went to London, we did it at the Excel Centre and we parked at the the Hilton Hotel. Um, we drove from Cambridge to the Hilton, went to the event, went back to the Hilton to have something to eat and we fell asleep in the reception, like straight after. <laughs> we, had, we had burger and chips to refuel and we fell asleep on the sofa uh, before we had to drive back to Cambridge. I've never felt so fatigued like it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. such it's it's great. It, I I do absolutely love it. I think the thing that's put me off doing uh, high rocks since then um, was I'll admit it. The cost I think it's quite expensive, but it's mm. I think obviously what it is it 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 tracks that kind of price I guess. Um, yeah. But also how quickly it sells out. Like that was one of the questions I was I was thinking of asking is are there anything. Anything planned to uh, the only thing you can do is make it bigger, I guess. Mm. But mm. it does sell out very quickly. Mm. Yes, it, it it does. Oh well, I mean, uh, it it's been uh, a long, uh, I guess, a long road, and and you know, it, the events in in the first place didn't sell out sell out at all. <laughs> then they started selling out, and they took longer to sell out, and then and then uh, now they're selling out extremely quickly. Um, so we do we we are planning we're working on some um, some concepts to try to uh, increase the capacity um, so that we can accommodate for more people and so that it doesn't it doesn't sell out quite so quick. Um, so uh, I'm not at the liberty to to divulge quite yet because uh, we need to kind of confirm uh, internally yeah. 
our, our approach, but we do have some um, some uh, uh, opportunities up our sleeve to to increase the capacity. Um, you know, uh, yeah, in, in different ways. Is there any scope on like looking at other venues then as well? So looking at uh, bigger, not bigger venues, but similar size venues, but also bigger, also bigger venues because some okay. venues can be bigger, right? Like the XL, yeah. for example. Yeah. Um, I mean, we t- we take up now, you know, a solid big side of the XL, um, and uh, but actually, it's just like you know, you can make the you can kind of make your space bigger or smaller because. It's basically just big sliding doors, really. That you mm. you know, and you can make the space bigger. Um, so uh, so so you can you can have bigger spaces, um, and uh, and and yeah. But in terms of also adding more dates, that's also something yeah. you know we're looking at into, and we're trying to trying to add add some new some new locations for next season. Um, TBC on 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 where where it's going to be, but um, but yeah, so, so some more locations and 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 trying to increase the capacity of two things that um are very front of mind at the moment. Um, looking towards our next season. Okay, my hope was that you do something in Cambridge because it's easier for me to get childcare to be able to come to one of the events. <laughs> Just for you, Ben. Yeah, just for me. I had to scope around. I don't think there's any venues big enough around the area, but well, I might be wrong. Yeah, that's actually like something that, we, you know, it's not always um, in different cities and stuff. It's not always super, there, there aren't loads of venues, you know, that, that, that can accommodate the, the, the size that we need them to be. Um, so, um, so yeah, we can't always go, you know, we can't, we can't go to wherever we want to go to, but we have to scope out the venues first. Um so uh so yeah but no expect expect some expect some new some new venues i'm sure over the next come you know next seasons so we could be seeing somebody trying to do it in a rainy day in stoke-on-trent then um i can uh neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for coming on eddie and for the people that are listening now i am officially in training for high rocks in october so if you see me running around because there's a lake down by me so if you see me running around the lake and every now and now and again i just stop and do 20 burpees or 20 lunges don't be alarmed i am actually in training for high rocks although i'm in training for manchester marathon as well 12 months ago i would never even imagined to say I'm in training for a marathon. Never mind the training for marathon and also then high rocks in October. Madness. Then couch, couch the coach, right? I couch the coach to high rocks. Living, living, living and breathing it. Exactly. You won't miss us. We've got some bright fluorescent t-shirts with our faces <laughs> on the back. We'll yeah, be we're wearing got... them. We'll, be, we'll, we'll get the microphones out. We'll we'll do a publicity stunt for you. I love it. I love it. Looking forward will to you will you will you be there? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's come and say hello then. I'm come and say awesome. hello. You can hold the gels Definitely. or the water. Oh, oh actually, actually, I was about to I was about to offer it, but obviously, you know, our judges, our judges. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Eddie. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thanks. So there you go. What a great, great interview that was. Really nice man as well. Really nice man. Lovely chap. Really good chat and very insightful into the sport that is High Rocks. Yeah. And how do you how do you feel? October. <laughs> I know. I'm, just, I, I, I'm training for a I'm training for a marathon and also training for a um, High Rocks competition, which is madness. Absolute madness. But. I'm looking forward to it. I must admit, I think I never would imagine that I would do it. Uh, and I'm not sure how it will come and how it will go. But let's have a go. 
and see. And we can we can make a day of it anyway, can't we? Uh, we can uh, do some interviews. We can compete, me and thee. Um, you can carry me around. Tell you what, I'll do the farmer's carry as long as for the rest of the competition you carry me around. Not a chance, mate. Not a chance. I'm going to make <laughs> you do all the work. Well, we said we, we were messaging to text each other uh, in, the, in the week after Ben dropped the bombshell about him pacing me for the for Manchester Marathon. I said, I'll run the... F- I'll tell you what, I'll carry you for the first half. You can carry me for the second half. Uh, but he won't take me up on the offer. But... So, yeah, really good interview with Eddie. Thank you for coming on, Eddie. Uh, and we will see you in October. Uh, and we'll come say hello. Uh, and I hope people enjoyed that one. And like I say, High Rocks is getting bigger. Uh, you could argue getting better. Um, and they are looking at potentially branching out into into kids, which is always a good thing. And yeah. Especially for yourself, Ben, who's working with children. And, and, and there's always something for children to be able to do. So... It's really interesting to see that they are thinking about going into high rocks for children as well. Yeah, I so think you, you were talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, so all about. so the I, world I record no, so the world record holder of high rocks, which is a guy called Hunter McIntyre. Yeah. For any of the listeners that know about Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken School Ranch, which used to be, I think it was on Dave. Um, it's basically, it was like an obstacle course race where we got these competitors on. They would face each other in challenges like a wrestling challenge or a race challenge or a tug of war or something like that. And then whoever won that episode would go on to take on Broken Skulls Ranch. And right. you basically would do this monster obstacle course against the clock. And if you won, um, you you would essentially go through the, the the season and then win the prize money. And Hunter McIntyre right. won that as the the fastest bloke. He was on there like undefeated for however many weeks, um, and he's now the world record holder of high rocks. And What's his record then? I never asked. I wasn't asking. It's it's well under sub hour. Really, it's like fifty five ish minutes. I think fifty six ish minutes. It's wow. it's it's ridiculous, insane. Um, and I think Eddie was talking about his time being like one hour four or something like that. Mm. You're talking like the difference between a runner finishing a half marathon in, uh, you know, an hour to an hour and ten. It's that kind of still that yeah. dis- that distance. It's it doesn't seem like a lot, but it's massive yeah. when you yeah. actually put that into translation. Um, so I think it's it's one of those sports that i think will continue to get bigger it's yeah. one of those sports which i think will continue to get more competitive because i think there's some absolute beasts out there that probably haven't yet encountered the sport rob Singer. talking about me <clears throat> yeah maybe um there's some absolute <laughs> beasts out there that haven't encountered the sport yet and potentially going to drive that competition quicker and quicker and quicker but the thing that I really like that Eddie said is that they are focusing, like running, on the community aspect and yeah. also the 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 just the, the bog standard person that is interested in their fitness and their health and want to take on a challenge and they're making it accessible for all. And it you do get that sense when you go to one of these events, like you 
are running on the same track around an arena with somebody that could be in their 60s, in their 70s. The the guy that you mentioned, Tyler's going around on, um, you know, with, with, with being with only one leg, essentially. Yeah. And he, he's doing the same movements. He's doing the same event as, as everybody else. And it, it really is a fantastic sight to see everybody coming together for an event. It's brilliant. Does it get busy with spectators as well then? Yeah, massive. In terms of like when I first went to the first High Rocks event, it was it was one exhibition hall, lots of space to walk around. There was no stands. You had like a coffee van and you had like the Puma um, merchandise stand and you had like a DJ playing and that type of vibe. Now it's big expo halls, queues, lots of footfall uh they've got stand seating stand by the war wall station so your family can sort of come and stand on top of the the, the the spectators bit you can see the whole venue so you can see people running around the track and you the good thing for spectators is you can move freely around so you can go and watch each of the eight workouts you can stand at certain points on the one kilometer running track and you can follow your friend or family member around so it's a really good spectator sport which is why i asked him about stadiums because you can imagine people doing this in like the space of a football pitch somebody booking a seat in the stand somewhere and they haven't got a move and they can keep an eye on their friend or family member yeah i think the potential is definitely there for the, for that level of growth which is why i think it will just continue to become this massive sport and it was on our podcast and it was on our podcast the award-winning, our award-winning podcast. podcast yeah award-winning podcast Amazing, amazing. Uh, and I will be getting in contact with him uh, to, to sort out some tickets for ourselves to try and get us there. And we will be putting doing a bit of an episode while we're there, doing a few interviews with potentially Eddie again if we, if we get, manage to meet up with him. This episode is brought to you in association with the North Staffs Roadrunners Association. Proudly supporting roadrunning in North Staffordshire since 1974. Shall we talk about my running and your running? Yep, let's do it. So my running is going pretty well, I must admit. So like I said to you before the interview, Helen Rabar was on. She's inspired me. I'm on day 14 of my running streak. There haven't been massive um, uh, runs but they've been okay more so recently. I did 12 miles on Sunday. Um, I did seven miles on Monday. I went with uh, the running club and did seven miles on Monday with the running club. And then Tuesday went out, yes, not yesterday, the other day, but it, I did. What did I do on there? Come on, I did. Oh, I went out before I went to watch football because I went to watch Man City. I did a couple of miles there. Uh, went to watch Man City. And then I did another four miles yesterday and then I've done a 4.78 mile today so last week I did 33 miles in total which is quite the high for me for over the last couple of months especially the last couple of months um, I've been building and building and building so I think you've cracked it yeah I'm been really impressed every day I go on to Strava and you're expecting me to not run? I think he ain't going to do his run. He ain't going to do his run. Like today, I went on earlier and it was like, oh, Bob Salito, last activity 23 hours ago. I'm going to give him some banter when I get on that podcast. But you know what it's actually done? It's not even like you're going out and you're doing like 
15 minutes, 20 minutes here and there, a mile here and there. You're actually going and knocking out like four mile runs consistently. And you can tell when you've got your rest day or you're not quite feeling it, even then it's still a couple of miles. Yeah. You've, I think you've cracked it. Yeah, I, I think to be fair, it's it has motivated me speaking to, to to Helen to actually when you've got opportunity to go out to go out because I took Arthur to karate on Saturday because Laura couldn't take him because she was taking the dog to the groomers. Uh, normally I go park run, but I couldn't go, so I took Arthur to karate, dropped him off, and then went for a quick couple of mile run whilst he was in there. I did thirty minutes, I think it was, and then sat and waited for him to come out. And I think it is having them times where you think to yourself, where you would ordinarily just sit down and do nothing potentially actually go out and do it like with foot, when I went to football on, on Tuesday I had to leave for 5 o'clock I finished at 4 and I thought well I could I could just sit down and just have a rest before going to watch football but I thought no I'll go out I'll do a couple of miles so it proper has inspired me and I know it's inspired other people as well so I know that you're on a, on a 14 day running streak Ken Shenton's on a, run, on a running streak as well so it's really good to see and we are in the community of hashtag streak with Helen uh, and, it, and I find it really good when you put something in Facebook and you get loads of congratulations and loads of likes in there from people that have been doing it for, for months and months and months and Helen's still going I think she's on 662 I want to say uh, and she's got her 666 on Sunday, so she's got an event going on. So if you if you're interested, join up on the Street with Helen Facebook page and um, join up. It's really good, and I'm actually enjoying the running as well. I bought myself some new running trainers, uh, so I'm wearing them in. Just have a bit of a, a bit of an issue with my left calf. It's not hurt. Well, it is. I suppose it is hurt. It's just more cramping up. So I have to stop it again. Tightness. Yeah, or... just tightness at the back. So you don't back think you've pulled left. it? No, no, I definitely haven't pulled it. It's just tightness at the back. So I have to stop. Put my foot against the wall and like stretch it off, and it's fine after. I think one thing that the streaking has taught me is that you, and it's hard because you're training for a marathon, um, and you want to obviously do certain elements of training like speed variation workouts and and whatnot and your long runs but i think what it's taught me is that your easy runs need to be truly easy like you can't push your easy runs too fast um and also the amount that you need to focus on with recovery so i've been actively trying to drink more water um, I've gone into drinking uh, real super greens, which Helen mentioned um, on the interview. Yeah. Um, so I've had a look at that, and I, I'm drinking that daily. And also with our Protein Rebel Marine Collagen, uh, I'm getting that into my system, but also taking some time to do more stretching, foam yeah. rolling, getting the old massage gun out, which I realized I lost my wire for the other day to charge it up, so I had to order a new one. Um, cold showers are still being had when I can but you have to really focus on that recovery because you're now yeah. you've run for the last 14 days which is a shock to the system yeah you've not done like it's not like you've massively spiked your mileage so you're not like giving your body too much load no. but you probably have to be more aware that your legs are going to feel a bit more fatigued at certain times yeah they, and they definitely are it's like now at the minute I can feel like if it tense my muscle at the back of me like I can feel it but it's it, I, I go when once I'm out there running 
it feels fine. I mean, I'm, I actually enjoy going out. And I suppose the lighter nights as well. So today I was running back about six o'clock and a couple of months ago it was pitch black at about half past four, wasn't it, five o'clock? Whereas yeah. now there was still a little bit of sun. Saw a red sky the other night. It was lovely. So I think that's motivated me to keep going out and getting my runs done because it's nicer weather as well. Although I got drenched today. Started do, you, do you think, like, do you feel now... Oh, don't take this the wrong way. Do you feel now like you're training? Yeah, yeah, I I, I do feel like that, and I, I think something switched just because it's not that long, is it? It's not long till marathon. <laughs> I know what's switched. The what? fact that you're gonna have me in your ear for the old twenty six point two miles. That's what's yeah. made switch. Yeah, twenty. I might. I might. I, I don't normally run with the music on, but that day I might put some music in, in both. Behave. <laughs> Oi, write this. Write this down. Write this down. We're, we're how many minutes into the interview? You bastard! <laughs> right, I'll put that down. <laughs> you listen to me every Thursday night, and you enjoy yourself. Don't tell do. me that when we run a marathon together, you're going to put music into. No, I won't. I won't. I won't. I am looking forward to. I am looking forward to running with you. To be fair, because I think, like I said to to Eddie on the on the podcast on the interview, I think you'll you'll push me, and I think I need that because when I go out and run on my own. It's easy to just stop into. So when I did twelve miles on on Sunday, there was a there was an odd occasion where I just my legs wouldn't go, and I was like, oh, I'll stop. Whereas I went out on Monday, and I went at a good pace. I went on the medium long run with Matt Craig and other people, and we were going uphill, and we were going downhill, and we were going uphill, and it motivates you with when you're with other people to keep going because you don't want to slow them down or you don't want to let them down, and you're talking as well. So I think I'll be I'll, I'll enjoy I'll be good I'll enjoy it. Yeah, but that's the reason why I'm training, just because I know I'll have you and me for 26 miles. I I think it's a good opportunity to have a nice, lovely chat. Yeah, for four hours. Have I got to spend that? Have I got to spend that long with you? <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, this this marathon could be the making or breaking of us, mate. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's it. Nah. Podcast it'll, over. It'll be good fun. It'll be yeah. good fun. I'm and when you said we're going to be speaking to people on the in, when we're running round, can we make sure that's in the first hour, not the last hour? No, I'll I think what we'll pooped. do is because I've had a change of tactic. I'm looking forward to running Manchester, and I know there's a lot of listeners listen, um, that are running Manchester. So I'm going to take the microphones, the little pop-on microphones. We'll stick them on on people's vests. So I'll hold one next to each other. We'll take a selfie stick out. We'll take the GoPros or whatever. We'll record a live episode. It'll be absolutely fantastic. So if you do, I mean, we'll talk about it before, but if you see us at Manchester, come and say hello. Come and say hello and and and, and wish wish me well having four hours with Ben. How's your running going? Yeah, it's been good. I've I've absolutely loved the last fourteen days of running since we spoke to Helen. To be fair, I know like when we did that episode and last week, I sort of I was obviously I was seven days into the streak when we last did last week's episode. Um, and I've just progressed from there, just absolutely loving it. I'm still enjoying my trail running. I had a fantastic run uh, on Sunday. I did about 80 minutes around the woods by me. Uh, clocked a good amount of time in the woods, but it flew by. Like, it absolutely flew by because I was just loving weaving in and out of the trails, not sort of sticking to a, just a, a pavement. I was getting muddy, um, and I just enjoyed it. And I think this is what it's allowed me to do. Like in the Facebook group that we mentioned there, the Streak with Helen Facebook group, the buzzword 
which I've encouraged Helen to keep going. Um, it just it gives us it gives us a point of a run. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's it hasn't you just interpret it the way you want to interpret it. But she's had such words like trail, um, and then she had the music. other music. Podcast. So I'd listen to music, listen to podcast. Uh, the other day it was coffee, and the reason why I gave up the serious training was because I was missing running with Rach at times. Mm. Um, so we had a bit of time where we stole an hour. We went and had a run and it was on the day where the buzzword was coffee. We went and had a coffee afterwards and it was, it was lovely just to get back to proper running for me. Um, So I'm planning to keep it going, thoroughly enjoying it. I have moments where I feel a bit fatigued. I'll still do my long runs and I still went out to do a fitness test yesterday. So a bit of a speed workout and I'm I'm sort of (laughs) self coaching. If that's the right word, I'm still, keeping myself disciplined i'm going to go out every day try and run an hour a day um but once a week i'm going to try and do some kind of interval session and on a weekend i'm going to try and do some kind of long run because obviously training for manchester still you know running with you whether that be at sub three that i was trying to get or four four and a half hours five hours whatever it turns out to be i need to respect the the distance and make yeah. sure I'm still training. So I'm just enjoying running for me, really, and it's it's going well. Well, if, it, if nobody has noticed, I do a blog every every Wednesday. I do the midweek motivation blog. Uh, and cracking week, read. Cracking read. Yeah, cracking read. This week I did fun uh, fun whilst running. So having fun while you're running and, and, and things like what you can do to make it fun because it should be fun. I go out and I run. I stopped, take a picture maybe, took a picture of Red Sky the other day, uh, took a picture of a squirrel the other day that was running up and down the tree and gathering his nuts. It was really nice. It's just nice to be able to not not to take it too seriously all the time uh, because if you take it too seriously, that's when you start to fall out of love with it, I suppose. And I think it's really important that you do have fun because it can be fun. <laughs> Instead of it, instead of it called running, we could call it funning. Funning, funning, fun running, funning. I think they do something like called fun running at some events. Yeah. Yeah. So. Shall we have a look at the Strive R leaderboard? The Strive R leaderboard. I'm, imp- I'm impressed with myself. I remember that we changed the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> So, the Stryvar leaderboard this week. But before you do go into the Stryvar leaderboard, what I will say about it, which I'm quite pleased with, I'm at this point in the week higher up in the leaderboard than I ever normally am. I've, you know, shout out to myself. 23, yes, 23rd. 23rd with 26.2 miles at this and point not, in the week. I'm not that far. Normally yeah. I'm like 90 odd. I'm on 42 with 19.4 miles. So well, we've still got a good chunk of the week left. We're only yeah, really halfway got, through if you consider the, my long run the weekend Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. So anyway, so, on, to, on to it. This week, from Monday to Sunday, last week, sorry, uh, in third spot with 70 miles, it's Isaac Alkington. So well done to Isaac. I think he's on a, a streak as well. I believe uh, Kieran Bedford will let us know. Um, in second spot with eighty-one point one miles is Jared Horn, and then there she is at the top of the shop with one hundred and one point two miles. Absolutely amazing, Helen Rivar. So well done to Helen. Well uh, done, Helen. This, you know what I think we should do. Well, just to save time and be a bit more efficient. Well, after three, we'll both say well done, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. You can edit that bit and just keep it in your stock recordings <laughs> and we'll just drop it in every week. <laughs> no, yeah. well, no, no, we'll need to change. Now you said that we need to change it every week. So it has to be something like, well done, Helen, you've done really well. Or well done, Helen, you've smashed it. So just make a point out of it being different. Yeah. yeah. So, who's at the top of the leaderboard this week, Rob? So, top of the leaderboard this week is Helen Rybar. Well done, Helen. <laughs> and this week, um, so we're going down to fourth spot, as we said last week we were going to. In fourth spot with 43.0 miles, we've got Isaac Alkington. So, well done to Isaac. And second, third spot with 44 miles, we've got Mark Summers. So well done to Mark. I believe he's a new runner in the in the league. So welcome, yeah, Mark. Yeah, I know. I know Mark. He's a local runner to me. He's a Wallywood pacer, training for London. Has had a bit of an injury, so he's fighting back, which is is good to see. Um, putting in some good mileage again. Well done, Mark. Uh, in second spot with fifty one point six miles, we have friend to the show, Carl Moulton. And then top of the shop with fifty four point seven miles. Who is it? Uh, oh, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, Helen Rival. So well done to Helen. Day 662, I think it is, because she's got her 666th run on Sunday. Well so. done, Helen. Well done, Helen. Uh, she is preparing for next, no, 663, sorry, not 662, 663. She's preparing for her run on Sunday. So she was going to go out and test the route because the buzzword was test this with it today but because of the rain she got absolutely soaked uh she she didn't so she ran a, an extra mile instead so she did 40 miles so well done to helen absolutely amazing so that is the strive our leaderboard and we've got shout out of the week shout out of the week I was thinking, you know, <clears throat> I have all my best ideas in the shower, by the way. I don't know if I've mentioned that on the podcast before, but I was, thinking about, I was thinking about it in the shower. I think what we should do is, if anybody wants to sing a jingle, uh, so you could, you could do, <laughs> shout out of the week, or you could Not do, fire with listeners, fire with listeners, or you could do the coach, coach challenge, coach, coach challenge. Please send us a recording. Amanda Kelly, I'm looking at you. Uh, send us a recording and we will play it on the podcast. I can't imagine Amanda Kelly singing a song for <laughs> us, to be honest. I'd be very surprised. <laughs> Maybe at the North Stash Roadrunners Association reward ceremony like next year, we could, we could play well, it with drink and then we could potentially if, get it. I mean, if Amanda and James want to sing us a song, we'll actually play it. <laughs> but I can't imagine it happening. Uh, so my shout-out of the week this week is for Ken Shenton. Uh, so, for people that listen to BBC Radio Are Stoke... Are you sure it's for Ken Shenton? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to say. So, people that listen to BBC Radio Stoke, I was on BBC Radio Stoke, and I want to send an apology to both Ken Shenton and Ken Rushton, uh, because I talked about Nostas Roadrunners, and I thought I was doing really, really well. Said Ken Shenton instead of Ken Rushton, uh, and then only realised after when I listened back to the recording that I said Ken Shenton. So I did apologise to Ken Rushton, but I want to give Ken Shenton a shout out because he is doing a streak and he is getting out of there. He's going, do, he's doing all the buzzwords. He's done a trail run for us this week for the Council Coach Challenge. He put a photo of his bagels and coffee. He didn't tag us any, but I'm th- I'm pretty sure that was for me and you. I'm pretty sure that's for our benefit. Send us yeah. secret messages. <laughs> Yeah, and he's he's inviting me out actually for a long run on Sunday, but I can't go because it's in the afternoon. And I'm going to go out in the morning, so thank you, Ken, for the invitation. But how many miles uh, are you doing at the weekend, Rob? Twelve miles and then two miles hard at marathon pace. Although you put me marathon pace at like sub four hours, um, 
909, I think it is. So. Well, I was going to put it at, at, at four and a half hours, but then oh, there's no way I'm spending four and a half hours here, so we need to get a four-hour shake. <laughs> so, shout out to Ken Shenton, uh, friend to the show, and a, a little bit of a mention to Ken Rushton, and I do apologise. Who's your shout-out of the week for? My shout-out of the week this week is for somebody that's featured on the show in the past, and he actually won one of our uh, competitions, our Couch to Coach Challenges, and it's Tony Brown. Okay, yeah, I know why as well. So Tony Brown, um, on February the 18th, did Seville Marathon. He did. A marathon PB by 12 minutes, 3.44 and 11 seconds. Um, He said he, as usually, ignored the pacing. He set off way too fast, which meant he had a speedy first half and a slower second half. So proving that negative splits isn't always required. Um, But a beautiful city to run around, pancake flat course, and he looks very happy with his medal at the end. Looks like a nice bit of weather. So shout out for me, Tony Brown, Seville Marathon, 3.44 and 11. Well done, Tony Brown. Well done, mate. Uh, shall we do Five with a Listener? Five with a listener. listener. Amanda, if you want to work on that jingle, Five with the Listeners, might be an easier one. Yeah, maybe. So this week we have uh, Ben's friend, Sam Weave. Is it Reeve? Weave? Is it Weave or Reeve? He ain't no friend of mine anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So let's have a listen to, I love this one. We've had it for a couple of weeks and I've been waiting to play this one. So this is Sam Reeve with Five of the Listeners. Question number one. What's your name, who, slash what club do you run for? Hi, Wab. How you doing, Ben Wassell? So, thanks for the uh, this sort of mini shout-out and asking me to do these questions. Uh, so, let's go for it. Question number one. What's your name and who do I run for? Do I need to read the questions out? I don't know. I think Rob does that, doesn't he? I don't know. Anyway, my name is Sam Weave. And I don't run for any club, I just run for myself. Question number two. What are your current running goals? Question number two. What are your current running goals? Um, or winning goals? Um, I don't know. I, have I got... I mean... Ben, as he said, I'm not really a runner. I mean, I do run a bit, but not loads. So I think my goals are to pretty much run a bit more often and then Ben can call me a runner. Question number three. How is your training going? Right, uh, next one. How is your training going? Um, Well, I mean, I train pretty much every day um, with the gym, but... Running-wise, I run twice a week. Um, I run on a Wednesday normally or a Saturday. So I tend to incorporate my runs for getting somewhere, like, I don't know, sometimes I'll run to the hospital, which some people find a bit weird. And um, and then other times, like, like Saturday, I'll try and do a long run. So I'd say my training's going okay. 
Um, and um, as I said on the previous question, I'd like to run a bit more. I think the weather improving is going to encourage me to do that. And this one, question number four, is a regular question we ask all of our guests. What are your current PBs at 5K, 10K, half marathon and marathon? Current PBs? Um, I mean, depends how far back you go. Um, when I was running more often, I think I hit 20 minutes something in the 5K. Um, 10K, I probably did a 42 minutes. Half marathon, about one hour, just under one hour 40. Uh, marathon, now the marathon one, I've d- I ran a marathon, but not an actual event. Like I just felt like running one day as far as did um i think i ran i was running i think i, was, I tended to run about 30k and i just kept going and and um and i got below uh four hours i think three hours 57 that was a while back again but i don't know pbs if they say like the moment a 5k and a 10k i could probably run a 5k in like 23 minutes uh 10k i don't know 48 minutes ish maybe i don't know a push all downhill maybe Question number five, what is your best tip you can give to someone about running, either starting running or just running in general? Um, what are your best tips for running? Um, I'm not a runner, Ben said. Well, I do run. I am a runner. Um, just don't run that much anymore, but I will start running a bit more. But tips wise not just for probably running but for exercise in general I would say the best tips I can give is never miss a Monday I think always do your exercise on a Monday if you do, if you miss a Monday you're going to set yourself up to miss another day um, so I try to tend, tend to go by that one um, what else I think there's some better ones than that um, get a better coach than Ben so if you need a running coach uh, someone's already said this one before but I think it's a good one dress for the second mile or something like that it, it, I always find when I go out running there's people wearing far too much clobber just uh, just just power on through the first couple of kilometres or so and then you'll be fine you'll warm up don't have to wear you know tracksuit bottoms and hoodies and everything it's just ridiculous anyway um, what else is there oh train in the mornings do it get up get out get out of your bed and stop going in for an extra line get out early get it done get it out of the way then you have to worry about it after work because no one wants to train after work do they um but yeah i think that's probably the my tips for running and training and the last question is your chance to ask the listeners question so what is your question and who is it for My question, question for Wob or Mr. Wassell. Um, what, what is your morning routine for, say you need to go out for a run in the morning and it's a long one, and you know what I mean, like you go out for a run, you get caught short, you don't want that to happen. So how do you encourage that movement in the morning to, um, to help 
ensure you don't have to pause your run during it. And on a serious note, um, the reason why I ask this, because I do have a routine myself, uh, and this is due to me having a, um, a, a bowel disease called um, ulcerative colitis. So it causes me some issues, especially with running. Um, and it's probably one of the reasons why I don't run as much anymore because I always love running in the morning and I can't get out the house as, as early as, as I used to. Um, but now things are starting to get a bit better. But enough about me. Uh, so my question is to Wob and Mr. Wassell, how do you encourage that movement? And Rob, get ready for a bleep here. How do you encourage the movements in the morning so you don't need to go for a shit when you go for a run? All right, cheers both. There you go. It's a bit uh, a bit of banter for for Ben. I love I loved how he said um, how we how we asked the question to start with and said to himself, "Do we have to ask himself the questions or does Rob do this?" <laughs> so I love that one. It's a brilliant one. When I was I was literally I remember he sent to me a couple of weeks ago. I was sat in the office at work chuckling to myself and everybody's looking at me thinking what's he laughing at i was listening with me with my headset on like proper barrel laughing so i'm going to see him on saturday oh, uh, are you? going to have a meet up with him have a couple of beers and something to eat at a pub so i said i'm going to get him on instagram so over the weekend <laughs> you'll be listening to this on friday over the weekend expect to see sam on instagram probably taking the mick out of me about me wobbling ours <laughs> <clears throat> Thank you, Sam. Really do appreciate it. Cheers, uh, mate. And, and, and I think, as I said in his, in, his, in his questions or his answers, that he is going to be trying to get a bit more consistent with his running. So good luck. And let us know how you get on as well. And yeah. And I, I think just when when we talked about him on the show the other week, and I'm going to give him his dues, right? He, he talked, I didn't mention it because it's not my place to mention it, but Sam mentioned it in his his, uh, his answers there. He, he does have a health condition that he has to manage, and this is part right. of the question. Um, so he, he doesn't run as consistently as he'd like because I know he finds it difficult to do that with this condition. Yeah. Um, but I... I know that he, he absolutely loves his fitness and he absolutely loves his, his running and his weight training and all that sort of stuff. So on a serious note, I think um, it's one of them. He's doing all he can with his running. And I know there's people out there that probably listen to the show with uh, the same condition as Sam. So I think it's one of those. I'd just like to say, you know, people, you can still try and you can still get out there and if you need any support or anything like that then obviously sam is testament to someone that can still get out and do that running yeah yeah so the question is basically how do we make sure that we don't just ourselves why don't you just say and then i don't have to put a bleep in it sounds like a bleep has been put in but if i went and pushed too hard i'd probably yourself anyway <laughs> okay so yeah how do you not mm yourself on a run i'll let you answer that one whilst i write down the timings for the, the bleeps you sure you want me to answer this question because there's going to be a lot of shit no, talk. no don't please don't please don't it's going to be i've got a busy day tomorrow and i haven't got enough time to do the editing <laughs> i'll just compose myself um it's a serious question it is a serious question so and be serious something. It's something that I struggle with myself sometimes. Yeah, I think, I think most people um, do, to be and fair. And most run, Ange Morton does. does. I was going to say Ange Morton Ange does. Ange Morton does. <laughs> it's one of them that it's... It, I, 
I don't like to go out the door for any run unless I have been to the toilet, yeah. right? And I think I'm someone that overthinks it sometimes when I start to go out for a run. If I overthink it, there's always that need to need to go. And then if you yeah. don't go to the toilet, you can overthink it during the run. And naturally, if you're thinking about it, you're probably going to want to go during that run. Yeah. My advice is I tend to – this is weird talking about this. I know he's done this on purpose. <laughs> he wants to know about your bowel habits. <laughs> I'm quite regular, so I'm going to say I, this. I'm I go regular. I go every night before I go to bed, right? Okay. which helps me when I used to run in the morning yeah. because I know that in the morning I'm probably not going to need to go. And I thought about this when I was interviewing Helen the other week. She said she gets up at 4 and she's out the door for 4.15. So I know she's not going in the morning. <laughs> so she must be going in the evening. Yeah. But if I've got plenty of time during the day, the thing that gets me started and in that sort of process of knowing I'm going to go running – an hour before I go, I'll have a coffee. Yeah. Coffee yeah. works wonders. Yeah. I, I The problem is with me, I'm not regular. I had this conversation with work colleagues the other day, and I could go once a day. I can go three times a day. I could go as many times as I want to. Dependent. And I'm, I have been diagnosed with it, but I think I'm pretty sure I've got IBS. Um, but I did take a modium. So prior to, prior to running... With the, the modium that you can get that also deals with flatulence, so you you aren't very windy. Because yeah, because I can remember seeing something on Facebook. Never trust, never trust, never trust a Trump on mile twelve or something on a half marathon because you never know if it's going to be a Trump or it's going to be a number two. Uh, so I do, I do, and but every now and again, still like today, I went out and it's nearly six miles, and I was getting cramp in my stomach. Um, but I think, like I say, if you overthink it, sometimes it makes you worse. So. Yeah. I mean, I've tried that Imodium trick, actually. Um, the dissolvable little tablets you can yeah, put on yeah. your dog, and they do work wonders. Yeah. I think it's one of them. The problem is with that, I can remember, I can remember for London Marathon, taking Imodium for a couple of days beforehand, and then days and days after, I couldn't go. A couple <laughs> of days? Well, no, I had, I had one I had one the day before, uh, and I thought to myself, have a take on one or I can't remember if I took one or not so I took another one on the day after and then um, I couldn't go for a couple of, and I'm a nurse <laughs> and I couldn't go for, for for days after yeah so that's the problem wow yeah yeah so that's enough shit talk let's move on oh here we go yeah, okay. another one another bleep um, so yeah so that so that's the answer I hope that answer, answers your question uh, uh, Sam I hope he doesn't be... answer his question. I, don't, <laughs> I hope he's walking away from it miserable. <laughs> if you do want to come on to uh, the Fabulous listeners, the banter that you have to give Ben isn't compulsory, as Sam just did. You can give me a bit of jip if you want to on the Fabulous listeners. Please do get in contact. We've got a couple of people lined up for Fabulous listeners, but if you do want to come on, please do let us know at the normal system. So at Couch Coach on Instagram, at Couch to Coach to Facebook, TikTok, X, as we, as it's now known, or couch to coach uh, Give us an email and we will get you on as five with the listeners. Five with the listeners. Five with the listeners. So, we're not going to be revealing the Couch to Coach challenge this week. Um, so, if you are still thinking about going out and doing it, get out there and do a trail. It is still 
live for another week and we will set another challenge next week and i hope you've enjoyed the interview with eddie i know i did uh, and watch this space with me and my high rocks debut oh dear oh dear dear oh dear and on that note i think we should best say see you all later see you later